This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on a very special Max Fun Drive episode of One Bad Mother, sit still, eat your dinner, and bond with your family, for God's sakes. Plus, Biz steals herself for spring break, Teresa finds the fun in four, and we welcome back economist and author of Expecting Better, Emily Oster, to explore the recent CDC warning about booze. Woo! Knock, knock. Who's there? Max Fun Drive. Max Fun Drive who? Oh, Max Fun Drive who? <laughs> Sorry, I just got so excited by Max Fun Drive. Max Fun Drive is clearly standing out here waiting for you to open that goddamn door, All Teresa. Right. Max Fun Drive who? I've never heard of you. <laughs> Max Fun Drive is driving me crazy with excitement. Woo! Oh. That went well. That went really great. You guys, just so you know, before we came in here, Biz was like, don't worry, I have an opening. You'll just get it. You'll get it you'll so ex- easily. You'll, you'll know exactly what to do. Everybody knows how to do knock-knock jokes, right? This wasn't turns something. Out, turns out no. 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 no once again, not- Teresa and I have had different lives. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> well, all that said, yeah. it is our different lives that bring us together yes. to unite in this very hot booth. Mm-hmm. It's already very hot in here, guys. Uh, to celebrate the beginning of Max Fun Drive. Yeah. Which is a very special time of year. And I have a feeling that we have a lot of new listeners. And this may, may be their first Max Fun Drive. Teresa, lay some Max Fun Drive knowledge bombs on everybody. Sure. Uh, One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts, which is a primarily listener-supported network, which makes us very unique in the world of podcasting. That is true. Yeah. Um, so right now, during this week and next week, all the Max Fun shows are doing special, super awesome episodes, enticing you guys to tune in, support what we do with a small monthly donation, and... And as part of that, we're giving away really cool gifts, which we're going to tell you about later on in the show. But the the big thing is, is just this is a time to kind of get together and kind of enjoy. Celebrate yeah. all things Max Fun and One Bad Mother and everything. Exactly. And uh, what we're doing this year is we're trying to reach our goal of 5,000 new and upgrading members, which is... Ooh. Our most ambitious goal by far. Um, so that's the that's the goal across the network. Yeah. And you guys can help us get there. If you're not a member already, you can go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and become a new member. If you are already a member and you want to upgrade your membership, you'll be eligible to, for the same great gifts as new members. You can also go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. And we're going to tell you more about the gifts and other cool stuff later on in the show. What I like about this challenge, the 5,000 new donor challenge, is that I think it is a wonderful opportunity for uh, the MaxFun community to see what the One Bad Mother community brings to the MaxFun family. True. Right? Like yeah. this is, I, I, I really think that as we have grown as a show over the last couple of years, that because it's parenting, mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> which is such a random, weird topic to <laughs> listen to every week, mm-hmm. um, that uh, we get a lot of people who have found us through other routes 
other trails as opposed to maybe coming to us from people who were already Max Fun listeners. Definitely. Who then came to us. Yeah. So I think this is going to be a fun year just to like bring the one bad mother thunder yeah. to the Max Fun drive. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, or the or the one bad mother ranty breakdowns to the one uh, to the Max Fun drive. Either way, whatever you guys want to call it. <laughs> Teresa, how are you besides thrilled that it's the Max Fun drive? Oh man, I'm so pumped about the Fun drive. Um <laughs> I am actually really good. I just, I I know I kind of like complain about my kids a lot on the show, but I just, I just had a pretty good weekend with my kids and especially my four and a half year old Simon. He's just been totally cracking me up lately and been so much fun. This morning, he said to me out of nowhere, mommy, tomorrow I'm going to pour a bucket of love over your head. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to college, Teresa. I know. Um, I just I love it. thought it was amazing. That's amazing. And uh, we also did something. I finally got around to signing him up for like real swim lessons, um, which is like one of those things that like I meant to do before last summer yeah. and like just literally never got around yeah. to it. I just never did it. So I finally got around to it. I took him to his first lesson over the weekend um, and he was so excited. I didn't know how it would go. You know, it's like the yeah. first one. I thought he might be kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know. Um, but he was so into it and like it was so fun watching it because I got to sit and watch you know I don't have to get in with him yeah and he was literally smiling the entire time (laughs) he just had a smile on his face the entire (laughs) lesson and like I don't know my kid is like a very serious and focused kid a lot of the time and so that is a very special thing to see him doing that nice Uh, so it was really fun so yeah I'm doing really good good how are you uh, this is the first day of spring break. We come in here and record on Mondays, oh, guys, spring just break. so you know. Oh. <laughs> Show comes out later in the week. So I'm not uh, looking forward to public school. One of those weeks where I'll be trying to get all my work done uh, yeah. with spring break happening. Okay. Uh, and leading into spring break, everyone was at both kids. Total fever sickness. Oh, no. Which does not slow my children down. Uh-huh. Uh, and, yeah, I just, I'm like, it was just like, like last night, I was like, okay, all right. It's that week where everything's going to be different right mm-hmm. after I got everything normal and kind mm-hmm. of regular feeling. Yep. And now I got to figure out stuff to do yep. for a week. Yep. Uh, so that's it. There's no, there's no great insight into that, guys. I'm just letting everybody know it's spring break. You're momming up is what you're doing. Oh, I'm about to, I'm about to seriously mom up. Watch out, Pinterest. Coming on. I'm coming to you to stare at ideas that I'll never fulfill or use. <laughs> Speaking of things that we want to try and fulfill and then never use. Mm-hmm. Today, on this very special episode of One Bad Mother, we're going to talk about family dinner time. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, come to supper! <laughs> Teresa, come to supper! Teresa, where are you right now? Wash your hands. God damn it, Teresa, get to the table. What is it? <laughs> Relaxing what are time. We, what are we having? Uh, your What'd fa- you make? Your favorite. It's spaghetti. I don't like that. That's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you need me, I'll just be crying silently in the kitchen. I hate parenting. Teresa. Can I have some yogurt? <laughs> <laughs> fucking 
fuck? <laughs> okay, dinner time, guys. Before we get in to the actual logistics and emotional logistics <laughs> of family dinner time, I thought it might be fun to tackle a few, uh, a few little pre-children maybe moments or, or thoughts uh, about what we thought dinner time would be like. Sure. So, just real quick, you don't have kids, right? You don't have a family yet. Mm-hmm. You. It's dinner time. Mm-hmm. It's family dinner time. What do you think that's supposed to be? Wait, what am I doing with my... Like, no, no, with what my, did you imagine? Well, what did I imagine family, dinner time yeah, what would are, be? What were your expectations of what this was going to be? I expected, well, it was one of those things where you don't envision what it's like with toddlers right. and babies. You Ooh. only envision like the six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds sitting what? down at dinner. Which is like 90% of what goes wrong in parenting. I right. Because we all imagine expect, whatever that question is yeah. of what we expect is like over thing. Yeah. True. Yeah. So like I pictured, yeah, sitting around the table, everybody's talking about their days or you're sharing like highs and lows from the day, <laughs> you know. But people are very engaged. Oh, people are totally engaged. And they're eating everything. Oh, yeah. Everybody's yeah. sitting down enjoying yeah. dinner. T- that's just what I pictured. Yeah, same. Didn't put much thought into that. Same. Well, I just pictured whatever had been fed to me on television my sure. entire life. Yeah, sure. What was your family dinner time like as a kid? Um, It was, uh, was kind of mixed because my mom is a marriage family therapist, and she would often work during those evening hours oh. because a lot of people can only go to therapy after work. Right. Um, And so she would like I don't know I my dad would like neither of my parents are really big on cooking and so it was always like something getting thrown together right um and sometimes we would you know put together our own whatever it was there always had to be a vegetable yeah. it was a lot of times just like lettuce yeah you know um or whatever With yeah salad dressing on no like not even salad dad, dressing just like just lettuce or um like we did like we would do a lot of like pasta and like sausage. Oh, um, yeah. I get, yeah, I don't know. It was always kind of like, I remember my dad would be like tired because he, my dad would work really early mm. and then he would come home and he'd be the one kind of dealing Dealing-way. with dinner. This wasn't every day, but this was like the, this is like, it happened enough that this is what my memory is. Right. And so he would be tired and grumpy and hungry and trying to like, <laughs> bang around in the kitchen, heating <laughs> stuff up, whatever. Um, sometimes my mom would make a soup. Mm, soups were really that's a, good a big hit, yeah. uh, like a creamy soup. She was really good at soups, actually. Um, <laughs> like that your memory is of a creamy soup. Yeah. It was very like, specific. It was, well, it was yeah. like cream of broccoli nice. or cream of zucchini, yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, we would, and we would sit together, but we would often... We would call it sit around, okay. which basically means you're not at the table. Like, you're in the living room sitting around. All right. Um, and so we'd say, like, you want to eat around? Yeah. <laughs> That's nice, though. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Kind of a nice memory. Yeah. Uh, I can remember occasionally, like, uh, maybe, like, one or two nights a week, there would be, like, I feel like we went in and out of official family dinner time around the table. Because, mm-hmm. again, first grade, Mama went to law school, so there were, like, just three years lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like... People coming in to help us cook because my father was working, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? A lot of childcare where they yeah. also helped make dinner for sure, us. Yeah. And uh and at those we usually sat at the table and ate. Mm-hmm. But other times there was a lot of crock pot stuff. Mm-hmm. I would like to say we did that all the time, but a lot of the time we sat in front of the television mm-hmm. with TV trays. Sure. And had dinner. 
Sure. Uh, and, you know, occasionally some of those being frozen TV dinners, mm-hmm. right? You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, pass me a roll. Throw the roll yeah. across the room, right? Totally. Like, oh, was... I used to beg my parents for TV dinners. Oh, uh, we had. I begged uh, them for that. The brownie. Yeah. I oh, the like, little brownie. I occasionally oh, man. cruise the Salisbury steak aisle and just like, oh, Stefan will leave me if I bring home Salisbury steak yeah. dinners. Um, it was like the whole point of the whole thing yeah. was that little brownie. Brownie, right? Sometimes yeah. the apple pie. Uh, Sometimes that was available, too. But it was very much, you know, you talked as a family during the commercial breaks. Mm -hmm. And then even if you were in the middle of a very important story, it's on. It's on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, for us, it was. But I do remember for the most part, everybody was technically home. My memory Mm -hmm. was we were all home. Yeah. I think everybody was just fucking tired. Right. Didn't want to sit around and talk to each other. Right. Right. (laughs) So, okay. Now we have kids. Right. And I, I was wondering, I guess I was wondering, let's let's just get into. Okay. Before we move forward with the fact that we both now have kids Mm -hmm. and families. Yes. I suppose they go hand in hand. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just take it off the table that dinner is a relaxing, amazing time of day? I think we can. Right now. Right now. I would love to hold on to a dream that it will eventually get there again. But I have no idea if there's any truth to that. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I just don't want to set that image up for people. I don't think so. I And I don't think, like, I don't want to be, I, I guess I'm being careful about this yeah. because I don't want to be just sounding like we're just, like, complaining about this. Right. Like, and I don't, and I also realize that, like, that thing where, like, we realize there's something wrong with us. Well, you know what I, I mean? Like, is pretty- this a thing that's wrong with us? But, like, yeah. I, I really, I do. It, and I don't want to stop having dinners. I think they're important. And, like, I still strive to make right. them enjoyable, which I think is for something. Like, I'm not giving up. But, like, it really is just so much work. It's so much of the work of parenting yeah. is consolidated into this time well, of I, day. I think that that's why I was thinking there were two main breakdowns in okay. this. Logistics and emotional. Okay. And I think they're going to cross paths because I think for me— one of the hardest things, even saying, can we just let go of the fact that dinners are relaxing easy yeah. time or this family bonding time, yeah. is how guilty yeah. I feel when I do. we don't achieve that. When yeah. I don't achieve whatever this, like, perfect dinner. I mean, because I think this story that has been sold to us that, like, you know, I mean, every meal is the most important meal of the day. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Like, one. Yeah. And I think we're all in agreement. Did you feed your family something today yeah. that was remotely healthy? Yeah. You win. Great. Good job. Yeah. Um, but, like, dinner has become this place where we're all supposed to be home. Mm-hmm. We're all supposed to be sitting around the table. We're all supposed to be enjoying ourselves. The meal is perfect, and everybody fucking eats it and doesn't complain, and every child sits there the whole time. I just don't know who that's a reality for right. anymore. Right. Like, I, honest to God, I don't know who is able to do that every single night. Yeah. So logistically, what's what's your logistical? It's what time do you guys eat? What time? What what's mm-hmm. the setup? Give me how the logistics. It, how does, how does your dinner yeah. work? And uh, yeah. Well, um, I c- I could talk about what we wish it was, but I'll tell you yeah. what it actually is. <laughs> Um, what it actually is, is around 5.30 or 6, 
I feed something to the kids. I uh-huh. prep something that I I know pretty well that if they're hungry, they will eat it. So right. sometimes that's like grilled cheese sandwiches. Sometimes it's like fried rice. Sometimes it's a hot dog. Sometimes it's like chicken <laughs> it. nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and it always has a vegetable, right. but it's something like that that's like kind of generally kid food, right. quesadilla, or like something that I I know I've seen them eat it before. Right. And something really easy for me to prep while I'm taking care of them because Jesse's not home yet. Right. Um, so I feed the kids and I sit with them while they're eating. Um, and sometimes I have like a glass of wine mm-hmm. or like I'll snack, snack on like the, like if they're having carrots, I'll have like carrots with them while right. they're eating. Um, then when they're done... Um, Later, Jesse comes home, and while I'm getting the kids ready for bed, Jesse will cook something actually nice <laughs> for he and I to enjoy. And okay. so then we will eat once the kids are in bed. Wow. The okay. Two of us. You know what? That actually used to be very similar when I just had Katie Bell and we lived in New York. Mm-hmm. I would cook because uh, I worked, uh, I would get home in the afternoon from work. And mm-hmm. Stefan usually didn't get home until like seven. Mm-hmm. So I would do her dinner, mm-hmm. sit with her, yeah. put her to bed, and then he'd walk in the door. And I'd have had time to actually cook or he'd cook okay. something. And we would totally yeah. do dinner together. Yeah. Um, but logistically now, because Ellis goes to bed really early. Mm-hmm. Everybody remember, he's two and goes to bed at like fucking 530, mm-hmm. which is all about to change. Thank you, Daylight Savings. Oh, right. But yeah. um, if I don't nap him, it won't change. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so he has a dinner. Same sort of thing. You know, meatballs, you mm-hmm. know, right. chicken nuggets. Uh, some sort of meat, mm-hmm. like ham. I usually get like ham from the deli and cut it up, right? Mm, yeah. Cheese. We eat a lot of cheese. And like you, a ton of fruit and, a, you know, vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say for the record, I have to take away some stress of my life, in particular for feeding uh, Ellis, because sometimes it's just a bunch of weird yeah. protein or dried right. goods on his plate, yeah. is that... I try and envision healthy diet over the whole course of a day. Yeah, that's so <laughs> much better. Eaten, like an yeah. entire tub of blueberries and yeah. like you know vegetables exactly. throughout the day. Yeah, at dinner we're gonna enjoy some fucking ketchup and chicken nuggets, I right? Agree. So yeah. like that pressure I took and off myself. There's something about kids who kind of eat well during the day like my kids aren't usually that hungry for dinner like they they, they've already kind of eaten the bulk of their food throughout the day and I again yeah again it's just kind of it's kind of like making sure they have something if they're hungry at that time of day so then I put him to bed and that usually gives me about like 30 minutes to then pull dinner together for Katie Bell and I Mm -hmm. because Stefan doesn't get home until a little before seven and that's usually when she's in the bath Right, because we want her to be asleep uh-huh. by uh, eight thirty. Uh-huh. Right, so um, so she and I have dinner, okay. and then Stefan comes home and has the leftovers of what you. Yeah, guys yeah. So I make enough for the three about? of okay. us, and I have he, recently shifted. Yeah. So logistically, the things that go through my head yeah. are things like. All right, what can I make that'll still be good for Stefan when he comes home, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like, here's your fucking hard-as-a-rock pork chop right. that's been sitting here for two hours, right? right? Yeah. And I don't want to cook a second time. Right, exactly. Right? So, yeah. um, or what can I cook because he and I want to have something mm-hmm. that's not this pasta. Mm-hmm. What can I cook for us? A lot of times I am legitimately cooking three dinners. Three dinners, yeah. At, at the end of the day. Wow. And it gets, and then what gets upsetting mm-hmm. because Ellis has started Katie Bell I don't think ever really was like uh, super picky I didn't mm-hmm. give her a lot of variety as mm-hmm. a toddler um, but like Ellis 
this last two weeks has been rough. I'll be like, I'll he'll be playing something. I'll make his dinner, mm-hmm. and I put down looks like chicken nuggets and ketchup, mm-hmm. and I'll bring him over and I'll lift him up to put him in the seat, and he will start screaming, "No chicken nuggets! Mm-hmm. No nuggets! Yeah. No! Yeah. No! Take away! Take yeah. away!" Yeah. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Like I just been like. Yeah, fucking time putting all this shit yeah. together, and now and then what do I do with now? It too? What do I do with yeah. Katie Bell? Here's a snack. I know. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Which isn't good necessarily for her. And, and then, then she I'm doesn't like, eat her dinner because she's had chicken. Actually, nugget. my yeah. children are oh, bottomless pits. Okay. They fucking everything okay, all great. day long. All right. But like then I'm like scrambling to like cut up cheese or oh. find turkey or something oh. else. So like that's become really frustrating. Yeah. And then the logistics of. Uh, Will he then eat something else? Yeah, he'll or, eat okay. something else. But so I'm just it's like, just why did he I even... specifically didn't want to? But if I ask him beforehand, mm-hmm. what would you like? I get no specifics. Interesting. Everything's a no. So that's become rather unpleasant. That's hard. Yeah. And then during the whole logistics of getting dinner ready, by the time Stefan walks in, I swear to God, I have cleaned dishes like three times yep. from making food. Yep. I've cleaned the kitchen repeatedly because I don't want to come out of dinner right. and for have either everything. of us for either yeah. of us to have to sit exactly. there and do that. Then we don't have time at the end of the night. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not some martyr thing. It's right. just like you're cleaning as you go. Yeah, There's a clean theory as behind yeah, clean as you clean go. As yeah. you go. And then like, but also Stefan and I aren't having any sort of dinner time. Right. And it's just like one of those things where you're like, huh. Yeah. This is difficult and yeah. rather unpleasant. And so, yeah. um, and for Katie Bell and I, we tend to just play the card games. Right. Which was fun and we bond and we nice. do the question yeah. book that we've talked about on the oh, show yeah. where you ask questions yeah. of your kids and you record it. Um, and that's kind of nice. But I don't know. Like none of that reflects that image of yeah. dinner. I do. I'm I'm with you. I feel like the I do get some good time out of just sitting with my kids while they're eating mm-hmm. the dinner I prepped for them. Um, and we do talk and stuff. But like I feel like I feel guilty that they're yeah. missing the benefit of seeing the whole family eat together and yeah. seeing what Jesse and I eat every night. Because like we always eat like cooked green vegetables right. or like you know we always eat something. Just something like more variety and more like health, not always healthier, but more variety than what the okay, kids this are eating. Is it. I, yeah, yeah, and like we time and time again, we hear this recommendation from experts that like <laughs> dinner is like the best time of day for like your kids to learn about food and right. like to learn about healthy eating because they watch what you eat and they get used to like all of those things being normal and they're more willing to try varieties of things. Mm -hmm. And I feel really guilty about not providing that and not like kind of exposing. I mean, we expose them, I guess, on the weekends or like at lunches or times we go out together, I guess. But like it could be every night. Right. And, and it's not at all. Well, that's, yes. Okay. So that's a big guilt one. Let's get into the emotional side of this. Because I agree that the part of my like, uh, guilt as well as just wrestling with general frustration of dinner time yeah is that i want my daughter to try new things yeah i don't want to be the only person at the table dealing with it yeah you know what i mean i also yeah. don't want to spend time cooking a bunch of stuff and right. then like like i mean am i supposed to be doing the thing where this is it right this is what you get yeah if you <laughs> I don't, don't if i don't know you if don't i want to be it. that mom uh-huh. i don't know if like i want to be that parent but at the same time is there an age where I have to shift into that parent? Yeah. Because in my dream world, I'm only making two dinners. Right. That eventually shifts into one dinner when Ellis is old yeah. enough 
to to stay up and have dinner with us. Because, I mean, I wrestle with the, do I move dinner back so just the three of us are having dinner right. before Stefan? Yeah. Or do I do what you do where I'm having dinner for the two kids, but then Katie Bell's got three hours before she goes to bed. Right. She's going to be hungry again. Like, that's right. like, so how do you deal with that? Uh. Do you push Ellis out later? I just emotionally am not ready no. for that. Yeah. <laughs> to do that. I think, you know? I like, think a few weeks ago you talked about trying that one Yeah, time, I tried it. And it, it was just was like, not oh, enjoyable. nightmare. Yeah. You know, or do, and even if I do that, am I still waiting to have dinner with Stefan? Because like you say, the weekend comes along and then that's weird. And here's something that I think is particularly difficult with the situation that I have and I'm sure other people have where one of the family members is coming in, is like, only really eating yeah. with the family on the weekend. Right. And that is, what are the expectations of behavior oh, yeah. at the table? Oh, yeah. Okay? Now, I feel like we are raising Katie Bell with good table manners. Mm-hmm. However... I feel like all of us and everyone listening, we all know that. Like, it's so amazing how... like. Just knowing you, like <laughs> we just all know that Katie Bell has good right. table manners. Manners like, are yeah. manners are important. Yes. However, yeah. I'm also a 12 year old boy. Okay. Oh, okay. So occasionally, I went to camp most of my life. Uh-huh. I do not mind showing Katie Bell food in my mouth. Right. Oh, like okay. occasionally we have a little fun because it's funny. Right. Yeah. It's funny, or it's just me and, and her. And also, you're teaching her that like you could do that between the two of you if you right. both think it's funny, but you wouldn't do, do it, it like, in front of in front of right. Guests or, yeah. uh, so we sometimes like play. Yeah. You know, uh, there are. I don't think I'm ever aware of her getting up a lot from the table. Like, uh-huh. I mean, sometimes she'll be like, I have to get up and dance to the song because yeah. we play music. And I'll say, no, actually, you can't yeah. in the middle of dinner yeah. get up and dance to a song. You know, you, you can't. can't get up and dance to a no, song. No, Don't you dare I dance. Know. You well, will I know. Sit. See? I know. This is exactly what I'm I talking know. about. Because there are other times I'm it's just hard. like, fuck it, get up and dance. Right. Mama's going to join you. Yeah, right? like, I know. Isn't this it's the really family hard. dinner bonding that I we're know. supposed to be having, right? I know. And then poor Stefan shows up, right, for... Sunday, Saturday, Sunday dinner where we're like making sets like our time to try and do more food stuff, so uh-huh. not just pasta. Yeah. And we sit down and he's like, sit down, sit down. Can yeah. you sit down? I mean, like, and it becomes this thing where mm. he's calling out behaviors of hers that I just obviously am totally unaware of. Right. Yeah. Or and, it doesn't bother you during the week when it's just the two of you, it's not bothering you. And yeah. I don't want to create a situation where he's the bad guy. Uh-huh. Right. And yeah. I don't want to create, I, one day I hope that we will finally hit that perfect union of total same page parenting. Oh, right? yeah. Where you're not like, at least publicly in front of the children, being right. like, why would you say that? Yeah. Right? yeah. At least yeah. take it into the other room. Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there. But, yeah. and usually it's me. Uh, okay, it's all me. But um, but is it my responsibility as she gets older uh, and as this child, as I worry about, in particular, Katie mm-hmm. Bell's sense of balance between trying to be this perfect kid mm-hmm. that I think she kind of gets sold up by her teacher mm-hmm. and, like, we have such high expectations for her. Are we writing her too hard about mm-hmm. stupid shit? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just yeah. because we know she can do it. Yeah. And we forget a little bit that she's six and she just may physically be incapable of sitting the, at that's my question. A table. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. so like physically I like I I have the same question. Yeah. Like it's not for me, it's not so much um like because I think Jesse and I have similar expectations. Um he sometimes will he has been the one to be like, 
you need to sit and you need like even yeah. if you don't want to eat this, you need to come and sit here yeah. and you have to sit with us at dinner, right. which never works. It's yeah. never once huh. worked. And then it always starts a big fight wow. and then everybody's miserable at dinner. Whereas my approach is like, I know that that's not going to work. Mm. So I, I'm just going to sit down and enjoy my food and offer Simon a few times to join us and let him know this is the food for tonight. This is his chance to eat. These are big differences, and it, though. Yeah. It is a big, it is a big difference. But like, I'm with you. I'm saying that in the yeah. sense of I am with you. There is yeah. this weird sense. But, yeah. but, I think, but I think the question is, like, you're always, okay, so we're always kind of thinking, like, what would we want others to see? Like if somebody, mm. so if if we had guests or if we were at a restaurant or if we were at somebody else's house, what would we expect of our kids? And like for me, still at four and a half, I don't know how I'd feel at six or eight or 10. Right. But right now at four and a half, I think I feel pretty strongly that like I, it kind of makes sense that he can't stay there sitting still at the table if he's not eating any of the food. Right. And there's like it's adults talking about stuff. You know what I mean? That he can't physically sit still at that time of day because he's just tired from the whole day and he just wants to move around and play and do, you know what I mean yeah like, and I, but I think that that feeds into this like stress that falls into dinner when you have these expectations of I mean even if I accept that to be true for example mm-hmm. about Katie Bell and I do yeah. accept it to be true <laughs> I yeah. do think that just they're fucking just I don't physically want, I yeah, don't want to sit at the table all this fucking long yeah. right you know what I mean like but there is this innate sense of pressure sure to make them do it yeah and I, it is one of those weird situations. There are lots of things in parenting that I think I've come across where I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's not, that doesn't have to be my big deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I think there are certain things as they go out into public. Like, again, one of the things yeah. we really push on Katie Bell is you have to have three bites oh, yeah. of something. Oh, okay. Because long term, that's supposedly going to make their taste, you know, yeah. they'll eventually like it. Totally. And you can't sit here and make the stink face and right. you can't complain about it. Yeah. They'll give you something else, but you have to politely eat this because there's going to be a million times in mm. your life you're going to sit down at somebody's house. Mm. And you're gonna need to eat it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> shut your mouth and smile and yeah. say it's delicious. Yep. Um, no one expects you to clean your whole plate. Well, that's right. the other thing is clean your whole yeah. plate. I mean, but that's, that's I think most people realize that's yeah. over, right? Like, especially well, right. with like obesity and like all these things yeah. we're becoming aware of as far as like health goes. Like, yeah, clean your plate. I mean, I still feel. I still feel I'm being judged by a, the generation above me, me when I go out to dinner or I go yeah. to somebody's house and I, because I, I pretty much can never finish what is served to me. I just have a small stomach. I eat. Right. And that's just the way I am. So I don't almost ever clean. I sometimes do, but I almost never clean my plate. And I do feel like I'm still being judged, judged. by like the generation above me. Like, that's so rude. Yeah. To not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, but I, but that's not important to me. Like, right. I know that like forcing my kids to eat everything that's on their plate is going to have detrimental, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah. I can't even get Simon to eat one bite of things sometimes. That's well, just, the thing. Like, yeah. even, like, it literally just becomes... It ruins the entire night. It you know what I mean? It. Like, yeah. Well, I know. So I think, yeah, I think there. Are, I think it's very easy to point out all the things that ruin dinner. Sure. And yeah. that is making people try, make children try and sit still. Yep. One. Yeah. Two. Serving them any food. Yeah, serving them anything <laughs> at all guaranteed right. to ruin dinner. Yeah. Uh, three. Then arguing with those children yep. to eat that dinner, and oh, that's again, that's where yeah. it comes back to like I'm making fucking three dinners, and I right. can I can hear 
my pre-child yep. self say, yep. this ain't no restaurant. Yeah. Eat it. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I can hear myself yeah. say that. I, you know, I can't believe she's still cutting that food. Or I, I can't know. believe that she is making that whole separate thing of mac and cheese. And now I'm just like, what's my goal? Well, but like biologically, our primary goal is to make sure our children are fed. Right. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it starts from the moment they're born. Like, it's, it is like, it's chemical. Yeah. I mean, we can't, it, we're up against something so powerful. When we say that's <laughs> it for tonight, right. that we are up against, I mean, we're literally fighting all our instincts. Which is why just... you will find Teresa and I at fancy restaurants yeah. throwing food to our children as if they are hawks. Right. And we yep. are just like literally they're circling yep. the restaurant because yep. that's what we take our kids to restaurants, guys. Yep. Never. <laughs> uh, that's another way to say family dinner. Don't ever take your children out of the house. <laughs> but that, you know, just throwing them food, yeah. letting them catch it in their mouths. Yep. And at least we are satisfied that they have been fed yep. for the evening. We did our job. We did our job. We'll have to come back at another time and see if uh, we can save our marriages. <laughs> <laughs> right. True. <laughs> With the resulting effects of dinner time. Well, Teresa. Yes. We're back. To talk about the Max Fun Drive. Oh yeah, I'm pretty excited. That's I am something. Too. That's something we can all come to the table and agree upon, huh? Oh, so. huh? Do you like that? <laughs> 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 all right, Max Fun Drive. Mm-hmm. Why should you donate? Good well, question, that, Biz. Thank you. That is a good are question. You, are you about to answer your own question? Knock knock. <laughs> 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 Who's there? Self-answering question. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so there are two amazing reasons just right off the bat that yeah. come to mind as yeah. to why uh, donating to the Max Fund Drive is important. And that is, one, your donations go to support your favorite shows. Yep. For example, One Bad Mother. Yep. Your donation is making this show literally happen, guys. <laughs> I mean, by every sense of the word. It's true. It really is true. Uh, And two, it's going to feel really good. You're going to feel awesome every time you listen to One Bad Mother or any of your other favorite Max Fun shows because you know you're making this show. You are literally in this period hut with us, sweating it out every week with your donations. (laughs) You're welcome, everybody. We just lost a million dollars. It's going to get really crowded in here. <laughs> it's going to get... It's already a pretty small booth. It's going to get warm. Uh, so that. And yeah. also, if just a general sense of feeling great yeah. about yourself isn't enough, you can get some cool gifts. Yeah. Let's talk about the gifts really quick. Yeah. Yeah. So starting at $5 a month, you can donate at $5 a month and you will get access to all our exclusive donors only (laughs) bonus content, which goes back several years now. Oh, yeah. Um, I think there's six One Bad Mother bonus episodes now available. Mom cars. We talked about mom cars. That was one of my favorites. We did a coffee show recently. And then our most recent episode (laughs) is about like creepy paranormal. Yeah. Your kids and whatnot. Your kids and Guys, yeah. it, is, it may actually be one of my favorite shows. It was really it, fun. It made me laugh really hard when I was yeah. back, uh, edited it a second time, uh, listening to the fact that I am possibly insane. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to 
comes to how I feel about the supernatural. No comment. Yeah. Anyhow, if you <laughs> donate at the $10 a month level, um, we have something really exciting this year. We're doing show-specific gifts at the $10 monthly level. Um, so there's a beautiful navy blue rolled bandana designed by Megan Lynn Cott. She designed this amazing kitty cat calendar for us a couple <laughs> years ago. Um, she's super talented. And these bandanas are really actually beautiful. Yeah, they, they kind are. of look like traditional bandanas with like the paisley, but each bandana is specific to a Max Fun show, a different Max Fun show. So the one that she made for One Bad Mother. Oh, so good. It's like pretty magical and it's filled with a few little inside jokes. So you guys need to check that out. You can go to MaximumFun.org to find pictures of all the bandanas and all the other gifts. Um, what, what I like in particular is that when you go and just do the initial uh, bandana look, yeah. the One Bad Mother one's right there on the top because it's so fucking amazing. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah, it's really beautiful. So at the $10 monthly level, you pick one bandana out of all 22 you pick which one you want um and whatever bandana you pick you're good to go with that like basically that's separate from how we decide how to allocate your donation funds right um, when you donate to support maximum fun you also let us know at that time which shows you listen to and that's how we decide how to divide the donation money between shows that being said you can pick whichever bandana you want and the <laughs> one bad mother one is it's clearly fucking awesome yeah I, I think you could get several members of your family to each have individual donations and then you could be this like crazy awesome family of different bandanas oh yeah 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 right we should add the, the theme of this year yes uh, pledge drive is Max Fun's big adventure. So all the gifts this year are. We try to have like a theme every year, and this year, uh, one year it was like sex, sex it toys. It was. That was an awkward first that year was for one bad mother. Such an guys. awkward year, um, <laughs> but really fun. Uh, but this year it's Max Fun's big adventure, and so all the gifts are adventure themed. So the bandanas are awesome. And then Biz, do you want to talk about the twenty dollar a month level? Yeah. So for twenty dollars a month, you get something that's very near and dear to my heart because not only does it solve all your adventuring needs. We could possibly prepare you for any apocalyptic needs you it's might have true. as well, right? Yeah. So it has a multi-tool. I love a multi-tool. Probably time to give your kid a multi-tool. Easy way probably. to get it. Probably time. If we were in Sweden, guys, at five, they'd have a multi-tool. <laughs> little little travel toilet tissue. Again, this is surprisingly good for parents. It's really handy. Right? There's a hot yeah. chocolate packet. Break yep. in case of emergency hot chocolate packet. Yep. Oh, my God. It's not just adventure. It's not just apocalypse. It's daily life with your children. It's true. There is a paracord bracelet, and there is uh, a little badge. It's super fun. It is very adventure themey. 20 bucks, guys. 20 bucks a month, guys. Yeah, it's super cute, and everything has the little Max Fun rocket logo on it. That's um, right. Which is nice to have. And also, we should add that all of these levels are cumulative. Yeah. So when you donate at $20 a month, not only do you get the Adventure Necessity Kit, but you're also going to be able to pick a bandana. You're also going to get access to the exclusive bonus content. At the $35 a month level, you get a Max Fun Beautiful vacuum thermos Whoa. which is stainless steel has the max fun rocket logo on it you can use the lid as a tumbler the like bottom of the thing comes off and you can use it as a cap for the tumbler mm. so you don't have spills um it's just really nice it's nice yeah something to put your hot chocolate in you put that hot chocolate right on in there yeah. you guys right see these are amazing reasons to donate to One Bad Mother and to Max Fun uh, during this drive. And you can go to MaximumFun.org and you can check out 
even more things you can get if you donate at even, an even higher level. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't want to donate at a higher level? Right? Yeah. Sweet times. <laughs> Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. A little while ago, I talked about a genius moment where I figured out that I could get Oscar to fall asleep for his nap in the car right before (laughs) Simon's karate class and park right in front of karate class, and I could have a peaceful moment while Simon had his karate class and Oscar slept instead of driving me bananas during the karate class. Sure. Well, I want to level up on this genius moment because what I figured out is... That, so that would only happen sometimes when Jesse was away on the weekends, but usually on Saturdays, Jesse takes Simon to karate class, um, and he hangs out with the kids in the morning on Saturdays so I can have my me time. Mm-hmm. So what I figured out is if I can do this with Oscar... Jesse can surely do this with Oscar as well. So now I've extended my me time on Saturdays because Jesse just keeps Oscar with him for karate, takes him in the car, and they do their morning stuff, and then Oscar falls asleep in the car, and Jesse takes Simon to karate, and it's glorious. Wow. So I get, instead of getting until getting to be alone until, like, noon, I'm alone until, like, 1.45. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It's totally amazing. Good job. Thank you. Uh, My genius is very related to our discussion on dinner. I was going crazy about like meals, like what I can make because every day, every weekend I'd start having to figure out what I was going to do for the week. So I made Katie Bell sit down with me and we made a master list of meals we all like. Yes. Including sides so that if I can mix and match, right? So that I have like, we've got a good solid 25 things that we will all eat. That's amazing. It actually is. And I just stuck it in with my cookbooks so I can pull it out when it's meal planning time. And I can, like, mix and match how I want to do it. And it's actually really helpful with my store run. So I can be like, all right, this is how much meat I'm going to get. I'm going to freeze this. I'm not going to. It just it was like, oh, this could work for a little while. Good job. Thank you. Hi, Linda and Mother. This is Andrea in D.C. And I'm calling with a genius. So I was in the shower, literally formulating in my head, like, the fail call I should call in about not shaving my legs for epic amounts of time Um, and totally letting that self-care go. Like, while we were been dumped with snow here, we were shoveling out while both my husband and I had the flu and self-care went completely out the window. It was terrible. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm in the shower. I could turn this around right now. So I shaved, and I felt so much better, and it was amazing, and um, yay, self-care. I love this show so much. You ladies are amazing, and totally keep me going. Love you both. Bye. What I love That's amazing. What I love about yeah. this, guys, yeah. is we have really set the bar super low. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. everybody, everywhere. Yeah. This is our, like, I mean, I wonder if we went back and just, like, listened to all our genius moments. Yeah. I got out of bed today. I know. You know, like, I ate, I brushed my teeth. I, I love, like, how, because as she was saying yeah. this, I'm like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, like, and then this other part of my brain goes, and you can actually give yourself more. I love right. it. Good right. job. Such a good job. Way to be present in the shower. Way to turn it around. <laughs> Way to turn it around. I'm going to use that in my head forever now. I can turn this around right now. Good job. Failures. Fail me, Teresa. Fail. 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 Fail! You suck. I was too fun during <laughs> bath time. Oh, Teresa. I was, like, way too fun. Yeah. And... Now Oscar knows that I can play Octonauts with him, and it's way more fun than anything else that he's been doing because I can do all the voices of all the characters, and I just make it really fun. And oh, Teresa, it's a big, it's a big fail. It's a huge, and it's like it's kind of a a rookie move. It is. You You should know better. I can be fun. Yeah. My first thought is, you should know better. You've been through this before. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know other people out there without kids who are like, why are you so mean? But like, no, why don't you want to play? No, no, you don't understand. No, because now it's every, every night and he won't stop. Like now forever. he just doesn't want, now it's, yeah, it's all is, different now. It's all different now. I'm so sorry, Teresa. <laughs> Thank you. God. Uh, okay, so we were trying to get a whole bunch of stuff done on Sunday. With children, uh-huh. which should just be, like the a fail end, which should be the end of my fail. Yeah. One of those things, I was cleaning out the garage. We uncover the water balloons, and Alice is like, blow up balloon, blow up balloon. And I'm like, oh, water balloons. Yeah, you'll probably love water balloons. <laughs> and uh, so we go, and we fill up two very tiny. We mm-hmm. keep them We keep right. them low so they're Good not idea. super explodable. Makes it hard to break. Yep. Right. And he's been carrying it around. It's great. And he's, like, really happy with it. <laughs> then I was like... You know, do you want to throw it? Do you want to make it go boom? And Uh-oh. he's like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> Throws it, and of course it doesn't break. Yeah. And then he picks it up, and it breaks, and the water oh. goes all over him, and he gets like epically upset. Oh, oh it was oh, I was wet. Oh. So it, it just was like it just stopped everything, yeah. and he was just like hysterically oh, upset. I'm so sorry. I felt like a really great just person. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And now he's going to, like, have a fear of balloons Yeah, well, it just feels like you're kind of fucking with a kid. Right. But was it intentional? No. Hi. Hi. Um, I am leaving you a fail today. I thought I was doing really well. Um, I have a three-and-a-half-month-old, and I've been trying really hard to get projects done around the house. I'm an artist. And so I thought, okay, today I can do something. I put the baby um, in the bumbo. That didn't work. She wasn't happy. I had to bring her out. Then I fed her. And so it's been about an hour of me trying to make her happy. <laughs> I put her in the carrier, and it was working okay. And I thought I was doing really great. And I'm gluing up a project, and I had a paintbrush with this glue mixture going at it, no problem. I pick up my paintbrush, and... It brings coffee all over my project because I set down my paintbrush in the coffee mug next to my paint mug. So, yeah, coffee on everything. There's paint in my coffee now. That's a fail. Uh, that's that's just, a big it's fail. It's a big fail. Oh, that's like, that's yeah. like a double fail because yeah. you fucked up your project and you lost your coffee. And you lost your coffee. Yeah. It is a double. It's like... Putting the milk in the pantry yeah. or pouring water in the coffee grinder. Right. Like whatever it is, you just, it just didn't connect. No. And everything's ruined. Yeah. That sucks. That sucks. That is a big fail, Mom. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. 
Teresa, yes. Let's call a mom again. Oh, good. Ah, no. Sometimes you just gotta go back. Let's do it. And it's like a touchstone. It's like going back to see your own mother. <laughs> uh, this week we are welcoming back the economist and author of the book "Expecting Better," Emily Oster. Uh, welcome back, Emily. Thank you for having me again. Well, we are very excited to have you. Uh, just in case people. Uh, we're not familiar with our first interview with you, uh, where we really got to explore uh, your book, Expecting Better. Uh, can you please tell us who lives in your house? I live in my house with my husband, Jesse, and I have two children. My daughter, Penelope, is almost five, oh and my son, Finn, is almost one. How exciting. Yeah, when you were on last, you were pregnant. With your second child. With number two, That's right? That's right, yeah. number two. Um, can you tell, let's also just talk, touch base really quickly a little bit about your book, Expecting Better, and, and what you were going for in that book as, a, as an economist, because I think that's going to play in really well to our larger discussion here today. So really, the, the book is about data and evidence in pregnancy and, you know, trying to, to help women make better choices by knowing what the facts are. So it's kind of everything from, uh, yes, exactly. That's so from, weird. Why, why would we need that? that? Why would we need to know evidence? <laughs> you know, yes, I mean, a good decision making can come from searching the internet. But uh, this is a little bit of a different approach. Um, You know, the book goes through through everything from, you know, conception to, like, you know, yeah, drinking coffee and alcohol and pregnancy and then, you know, through labor and delivery and just kind of tries to walk people through the evidence, what we know, what we don't know, and help them make better choices when they're pregnant. Uh, What was actually truly amazing outside of just the general concept of that book, is just how it blew people's minds. Yeah. People were just like, this is the, thank God yeah. for this book. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so silly that, that's, yeah. that that hasn't truly been out there in such an unbiased way. So again, thank you for that book. Well, um, you're very welcome. So speaking of fact-based decision-making, <laughs> we want to talk a little bit about a statement that the CDC released. Earlier this year, the Center for Disease Control, a.k.a. the CDC, came out with the following recommendation, that women of childbearing age not on birth control should not drink any alcohol in order to prevent their baby that they could possibly have from getting fetal alcohol syndrome disease. Now, I just want to start off with how did everybody feel when they heard that come across because it was everywhere guys yeah how did you emily let's start with you boom the news uh, release comes out how'd you feel i mean i initially honestly assumed that people were exaggerating mm. what they what they had said like it sounded you know all of these headlines said you know the cdc says ladies who might get pregnant who are in the general childbearing time frame, they should not drink. And it was like, well, surely that isn't actually what they said. But like, it kind of is what they said. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, so that was like the first, my first reaction was just like, I can't. Denial. Like, I kind of can't believe they actually did that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with, I actually went the same route of like, there, somebody, that's just a headline for, you know, to draw clicks. That, that I'm with you. I didn't think that could be possible. And then I read it and I actually had to say it out loud to my husband, Stefan, several times just to like verbally say it 
yeah. so that I could I could kind of let it sink in. Mm-hmm. But what they were saying, Therese, and and then I got crazy. Well, I felt <laughs> my initial. If we're talking about initial reaction, like I got more critical afterwards, but my initial reaction was panic. Because mm. that was never my approach. Right. Like, I never stopped drinking when I was expecting I might conceive. Like, you were I just, just walking around. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, and I was like, wait, is that a thing? I mean, should I? Because I'm used to trusting the CDC. Like, I'm used to potentially even like quoting the CDC on yeah. stuff to be like, well, this is what the CDC says. So, this is probably a good guideline. And so, it was very disorienting. Like, I felt immediately that, you know, that like guilt feeling of like, yeah. oh God, am I doing something wrong? Like, am I, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. I, I think that's that's also a fair point because I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm like, well, I guess so. But let's let's get into that to what yeah. that recommendation was. And again, uh, their main argument is that there is no known safe amount of alcohol. Include, I always like that people have to say, <laughs> including beer and wine. Right. They're like, <laughs> it they're like then maybe that's alcohol, guys. Yeah. That's really what mom drinks, at, you know, in yeah. the evening to stop yelling at you. Um, <laughs> but like, so even beer and wine that's safe for a woman to drink at any stage of pregnancy, which then leads to the question of, is this good science? And you did research on this uh, for your book. And I, I'm wondering... Has something changed yeah, in like, the science that, like, now the CDC can come out with say, saying something? Is there, like, some sort of new research? Uh, or is this the same research that this is being based on? And, and, and what are the problems with that possible research? I mean, no, it's the same research. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, good. it's no new research. Um, you know, there's always, like, new studies. I would say they basically say what the old studies said. Um, you know, and so, like, I go through a lot of this. I went through a lot of these these papers in the book. And so, you know, basically all of the literature that you can find that, you know, tries to look at women who are having an occasional drink, even like one a day, you know, but not binge drinking and so on, all of that literature shows no impacts on babies. Now, that literature isn't like unproblematic. I mean, it's not randomized controlled trials, but there is a lot of it. It is a lot of women. And we can rule out, you know, pretty small effect sizes. And some of the literature is very good. So I think, you know, there, there's like a like a fair amount of evidence in the space that the, the kind of what they're saying is not correct. Um, but there's this sort of underlying truth, which is like we, it's definitely the case of drinking too much when you're pregnant. You know, binge drinking is like really bad. And I think, you know, if you want to give them some credit, like that's kind of what they're trying to that's what they're trying to prevent, which I think is a really good goal. Um, and but that is not maybe the right way to do it. Well, it's a little bit like I mean, it, it's along the same lines of well, you know what else will prevent uh, fetal alcohol syndrome disease is just not having sex. <laughs> you know, so it it, it is. I it, there's something about that statement of just like I I think for me putting so much pressure on people who may not even be considering having sex. I mean, they flat out say, look, we just consider anybody who's not on birth control and, and, and are using contraception and having sex with their partner is trying to have a baby. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like that's the part of the underlying uh, uh, logic with it. And, you know, sort of a, so why risk it? And, and I'm wondering, what are the harmful, what's the harmful potential in that? I mean, why risk it? If, if it is good to just not risk it, fine. Let's none of that do that. Is there any harm from making a statement like that 
besides being super dismissive of women's uh, rights to make choices for themselves. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I think that is definitely one thing. And, you know, some people like are not trying to get pregnant and, you know, they might enjoy having a drink. And I think that actually has some has some value. I think the other the big other thing that I sort of took away from this is like th- what they were saying here was so in some ways so ridiculous that it really just made people not listen. Mm. Like all of the coverage of this was just like the CDC is a bunch of lunatics, you know, <laughs> yeah. and like everything yeah. you read, like if you read, you know, all the coverage of this, I think what you would come away with is like the CDC is totally out of their mind crazy and like probably drinking is fine. And, you know, I'm not like, I do think that they're, you know, that it's fine to have the occasional drink, but I think it's also like not fine to have too much. I think we know that pretty well. And I actually worry a little that, that they went so far that you didn't get the coverage you would want, which is kind of to like try to have people understand the difference between a little bit and a lot. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, but I mean, so instead, the focus is on this is crazy. Drinking is fine. Well, but <laughs> rather I, than I, I, on, it's yeah. sort of like you would do. Yeah. I mean, if somebody actually has a, a an addiction and a problem with alcohol, like you said, there's no offer of real advice or steps or talk to your doctor or <laughs> that's for me. That was one of the other things I felt it was really lacking was. Um, guidance for people who are trying to conceive, who are honest to God are trying to conceive, mm-hmm. you know, at, at some stage, uh, you know, uh, how to talk to your doctor about like, it. What if, you're, what if you're dealing with fertility issues right. and you've been trying to conceive for multiple years? Like, like are you still, not they, supposed they still to drink recommend ever? you can't ever drink? Like, <laughs> it seems... Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's, and the other thing that I kept coming away with is it's all this, like, half of pregnancies are unplanned. Mm-hmm. And so this is a good, this is good advice because of that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe good advice would be if you're not planning to get pregnant, you should be using some birth control. Thank yeah. you. you know, it's like, why? Like, yep. I have a great system. A yeah. lot of people get pregnant when they don't want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did we ever come up with any ideas about how to prevent that? <laughs> I remember. Yes, we have a million of them. Yeah. Like, well, you know, so there's nothing in there that's like, you know, if you're not planning to get pregnant, you don't worry so much about your drinking, but maybe you like put in an IUD. <laughs> And then you won't have to worry about this problem. That's right. Well, okay. So now, after I coming back to this article, because it's been a while since since this came out. It's been a couple of months, and I was really rereading the press release again and again and again. And I was like, God, something's really bothering me. What is it? What is missing? Something else is missing. Men are missing from this discussion. They do not say one thing in that whole article about educating men about uh, drinking too much or about their responsibility in this, for example, contraceptions, right? Um, Or, you know, has there been good science? Is there good science out there about how uh, too much alcohol can affect sperm in terms of the fertilizing the egg and anything like that? And it just sort of smacked of, hey, ladies, this is all legitimately mm. on you. For example, at the, really, there are two things that came to mind. One, it falls into that whole category of like why we're working so hard to reverse dads, men being involved in parenting in general. Guys, ladies' bodies are a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> all you got to do <laughs> is like stick it in and then you're good. <laughs> like you're done. Like they've got this. Instinctually, <laughs> it's on them, right? That's pretty much a lot of their education historically. Uh, and then it's like going to college. 
Ladies, if you don't want to get raped at college, don't drink. Dudes, don't worry about it. Ladies got this. Enjoy your binge drinking. And we're actually never going to talk to you about your responsibility to avoid alcohol and, and, you know, sex. And, like, it just was like, again, it just felt like some sort of bullshit. <laughs> Once again, it's all on the women. Is it our contraceptions? Do we ever talk about con- – I don't know. It just kind of riled me up on a totally different level uh, about this. I mean, I, I don't know. Is there anything to that? I mean, like, how do we – there, was there room to include men in this discussion? I think so. I mean, I had some you – know, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean – it Why not? seems like, you know, for one thing, some of the stuff in the in their infographic were, was things like, you know, excess drinking can lead to, like, unwanted pregnancy. Well, actually, like, you know, as you say, there's sort of this intervening step where you need another person. <laughs> right. Sex. It's not just the drink. It's not, the drinking is not itself <laughs> causing the, uh, the conception. So, I mean, I think that, like, sort of recognizing that, that some of, that there's, like, two people here and, you know, you also are engaged with this other person. I think that's pretty, that's pretty important. And, you know, one of the things a lot of people have pointed out is like, you know, if to the extent that women are struggling to not drink during pregnancy and, you know, that they feel like they don't, they don't want to, or they worry that, you know, they won't be able to stop if they start, which I think some people do, you know, I think that there, then there is a role for kind of saying like, look, if, you know, if your if your partner is having this problem, like maybe you should try to help and not engage in your own risky behaviors around her. Well, yeah, no, right. It just, again, there's this idea of risky behaviors and the outcomes of risky behaviors. And there are so many, I mean, it's like, well, if we want to stop car accidents, everybody stop drinking altogether. You know, I think it it was just such a, there's such a like sweep under the rug, these larger issues that we should be talking about as a society in terms of offering uh, women and men support for dealing with uh, alcohol and drug addiction. You know, I, I, it just it, it just seems so disconnected with this larger problem. I, I, I agree. I had this reaction like, you know, who's who's like what's happening? It's like a bunch of, you know, white upper middle class women are reading this and then like having debates on their mommy blogs right. about like yeah. whether it's okay <laughs> to have a glass of wine on your anniversary. Yeah. And we're like revisiting this same stupid debate again, and he's like, well, this study said this, well, okay, but it's like, you know that there's a large portion of the population who, like, actually has a lot of problems, right? and who, like, where we really could be spending some resources trying to help them deal with addiction of various kinds, and this is not a helpful, like, this is not a helpful debate. Well, also, just learning general, I mean, not just, there are one division of our country that has a problem with this is young people who aren't receiving proper sex education because we don't want to talk about sex (laughs) and we don't want to talk about contraceptions and we don't want to talk about drinking and how that plays into that or just how any of it plays into it. And you've got, you know, like a real group of kids who already are having a, a problem when they just first get introduced to like alcohol and drugs, I was a teen, guys. <laughs> I was I was also in my twenties and my thirties. Uh, anyway, um, and, uh, I went to a lot of colleges. Uh, I have some insight into this, but it is again, like you said, money could be and research could be going into these areas. Oh, it's just like everything else with pregnancy, isn't it? Just everything that has to do with a woman's body. Let's just don't talk about it because it's gross. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sure it'll all sort itself out. There's a lot of discharges out. that we don't want to yeah. hear. <laughs> That's right. Well, Emily, we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us about this. I hope people will take away that, you know, the CDC is not crazy. Yeah. They have made a very bad decision. <laughs> Maybe alcohol was involved. Uh, and uh, it can be a good resource for finding help and guidance. And, there are li- and, and the number one place to start is with your doctor, whether you're trying to have a baby or not. Yes. And there is nothing wrong with contraception, guys. <laughs> nothing wrong with contraception. It's kind of the best. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. It was just nice to have, we were like, we'd really like to talk about this. Let's have somebody more rational than us come on and help us talk about it. Yeah, I'm not sure you, you achieved it. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Well, we had a very good time. So that's usually the big takeaway of the show. Uh, so thank you so much, Emily. And again, we're going to connect people up again to your book, Expecting Better, which just really is fantastic. Uh, so again, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You make me sing, la, la, la. You make a girl go, Oh, I love Emily Austin so much. She's the best. She is. Yeah. I just like have her on every week. Yeah. Just talk about something. I love having information, <laughs> I know, factual information. It's so valuable. It really is. <laughs> people should go back and check out that episode. We'll link people up to that episode sure. as well in our show notes. Yeah. But if you do not uh, have a copy of Expecting Better, it is just such a reassuring book of facts. Yep. And, you know, again, the whole thing with the CDC is just that it was like really disappointing and frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we have a hard enough time not getting the stink eye for 90% of what we're doing yep. once we're pregnant. Yep. Uh, and then when you come out with sweeping statements like this, it just like adds to it. You know, it's like just, you just don't leave your house. Right. <laughs> It's too risky because why take the risk? Don't take the risk, guys. Lots of bad things could happen if you leave your house. Every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's the new One Bad Mother t-shirt. Why take the risk, guys? Just don't do it. Speaking of not taking any risks, it would be very unlike us and very risky to not do one of our favorite things, which is listen to a mom have a breakdown. Yeah. woo Bad mother, this is a rant. I am not 100% sure when it was decided that I am the only human being in my entire family that is capable of making any decision, whether it's whether or not to take the coughing child to the doctor or what we're going to have for dinner. Apparently, no one in my family except me is capable of making any sort of decision. My decision-making ability has gone to negative 512. I just want someone else to make a decision, and I will do whatever they want me to do. But somebody else needs to make the decision because I am done with making decisions. No more decisions. Thank you for letting me rant. Thanks. Bye. I love it. That is such a that is such an important thing about being an adult that sucks so bad. Yeah, because it's not all just, the time. You know, you could easily tie this into just like a partner issue. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's not. It's it's adult fatigue. It's a oh boom. <laughs> That's 
better than adult stickering, Teresa. That's it. It's adult fatigue. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's just you pull the thread. Once you start making one responsible decision, yeah. you got to make another. And it's yep. I mean, it's about money. It's making the sure. decisions about health care. Yeah. It's making the decisions about work and time off and vacation and what are you going to eat. And like, it, and it is, and it can culminate really badly within uh, that lonely place of your house when oh, everybody's yeah. super isolated at home. Yes. That's super healthy family dinner time. <laughs> uh, and it can just happen out in the world. Yeah. And though I do think we should do a show one day where we explore, okay, somebody else do make the decisions. Can you let them? Because I don't know if I could. I mean, like I do. I let people make decisions. Mm-hmm. But there's yeah. always that situation where you're like, just handle this. Yeah. And then they handle it and you're like, and you're like uh, uh, yeah. did you... <laughs> Is that I would have done that different. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you stop in the middle, like, Stephanie, right. take care of the such and such. And I'll be like, are you pouring it out in the sink? Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how, right. he, how he does it. Just enjoy that you didn't have that to do I did, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, you are doing a great job. Yeah, you are. Of both making decisions and yelling about making decisions. <laughs> and not make de- making decisions when you've hit your limit. But your best decision was to call and yell at the phone for a while. Yeah. Good job. Are there any other good decisions that people might want to be making right now when they're listening to this episode? Well, yeah, there are a couple of good decision takeaways. Yeah. One, stop eating meals with your family. Yeah. Two, don't drink or have sex, everybody. <laughs> and three, the biggest takeaway is donate to the Max Fund Drive. You got it. I mean, Do you remember how to do that? Go to (laughs) MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. There's a whole list of levels from $5 a month to $200 a month, and you can select a level that's right for you. And should we tell people what their money goes to support? Yeah, I do think that this is... You know, you don't, you don't, you're not just donating into the void, guys. This, I, I cannot emphasize enough that this is listener supported, and which means that you, as our listeners, are making this show happen. This show is, you know, even in its inception three years ago, mm-hmm. we weren't just hanging out in a basement, Mm-mm. shooting the shit, and hoping that something. Sounded okay. Well, that first episode kind of a little. We may not have hit the judgy thing quite right on that, but we did better after. But like, uh, we have this luxury of being able to uh, do this in a in a studio, thanks to Max Fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got the wonderful Abirian X as our sound engineer who helps record this because God knows I don't know how to do that. Yes, we love making this show, but we do need. There does need to be some amount of. Revenue coming in just to support the physical act of us being here and the time commitment that goes into this. We're so appreciative oh God. to our listeners because you guys make it happen. And we don't we're so lucky that we don't have to be, you know, beholden to like one important sponsor or two important sponsors or whatever. You know, we do occasionally have ads on the show that we select very carefully and um, you know, we try to work them into the show so that it's not you know, it doesn't, it doesn't like affect the enjoyment, overall enjoyment of the show. We're not like constantly interrupting the show to play advertisements. We really, our goal is you guys and make you guys happy and make a show that you guys want to listen to and a community that you guys want to be a part of. And your support allows us to do that. And, and we're so grateful for it. And it allows us to be honest about it. That's you know, true. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, we're not gearing you towards a certain product. We're not gearing you towards a certain way. 
website. We're not gearing you towards like anything like that. Uh, though, if you know. Nose Frida ever wanted a part of this bad boy. Oh, yeah. I Nose would Frida. recommend not sucking every yeah. kid in America if it was up Let's to me. Let's Nose Frida the <laughs> shit out of this show. That's right. Uh, but in all seriousness, it is, you are very much in this booth with us yeah. every time we record. You are with us when I am editing the show. You are, we are very mindful of what we put out into the universe because we respect you guys uh, so very much. And it, as the show has grown uh, in terms of its community and its listenership, those responsibilities become even bigger and they weigh even more on us to make sure that we are, you know, really bringing on the right guests and that we are really covering topics that we think are relevant and helpful to everybody as well as to ourselves. Uh, and you and responding to your suggestions. Yeah. And, um, Listening staying to... Staying connected with you guys. So, And let's just don't forget, we also... I, I may have a slight therapist role in all this. <laughs> you guys call a great deal. <laughs> I, there's nothing better than getting to like settle in on Saturday or Sunday nights uh, with a glass of wine and listening to a lot of genius and a lot of fails and a lot of rants. And oh, it's man. amazing. And, you know, I mean, we're really happy to provide uh, this sort of environment where you guys can call and we're all in this together and the online communities that have sprouted up that are really wonderful and representative of this larger message of supporting each other. And, you know, putting the judgment out of the way. You know, we're all doing a good job. So thank you so much for supporting us. And and that's really where your support is going. So go to MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. And I have come up with a little special One Bad Mother uh, listener challenge for the pledge drive. Yeah, we're actually there's actually a bunch of challenges and cool things, meetups and exciting giveaways um, happening. So you guys should definitely check out maximumfund.org for all the information of what's happening the next two weeks. But we have a really special one, <laughs> um, and Biz is gonna make something for one lucky listener. Um, describe this, okay. this thing that you're gonna make. So what I'm gonna make, I I can craft a lot of things, okay. <laughs> but the thing that I've really, very humble. Oh uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying doing recently is I guess it would be an embroidered silhouette and it can be an embroidered silhouette of you of your child of a pet uh, I just recently did one uh, as part of a one bed mother craft swap exchange of Mulder and Scully so I'm happy to do celebrities as well uh, and so I will make this for someone very special so all you have to do in order to win this amazing biz craft <laughs> um, is you're going to send a tweet out um, and you're going to just say why you donated to MaximumFun.org to support One Bad Mother. Uh, you're going to include the link to MaximumFun.org slash donate and you're going to include the hashtag bizcraft. Oh, yeah. Which I just came up with right it's now. It sounds good. I like so it. Genius. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just send a tweet sometime during the next couple weeks. Um, we'll I guess we'll end it on the last day of the drive, which is March 25th, Friday, mm -hmm. March 25th. So anything that happens before then will be included in this. We're just gonna pick one. Yep. Um, and it's going to be why you donated to support One Bad Mother in the Max Fun Drive, and it's gonna be awesome. And then you and I will get together, and uh, you and I, the winner. Mm -hmm. Talk about what kind of silhouette yep. I'm gonna do for you guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
You guys are doing great. Yeah, you guys rule. You really are. Uh, the, all of this is very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> And you're you're nailing it. Yeah, you guys are. And we appreciate you guys uh, inspiring us every week uh, with all the things you do on our community pages and when you call and just listening and knowing that you're out there and we're not totally alone uh, in this. Teresa, yes, you are doing a really good job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And I will get through spring break. Yeah, you will. It is nothing like something that Tom Hanks would be in. <laughs> Everybody, hang in there. We are going to talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, not throw down Mama Blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, fussing by, not throw down Mama Blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.